Good morning, Misfits. You are tuning into episode 16 of the Misfit Project. I am your host, Drew Crandall, and not across from the table to my left is Ted. Ted, how are you doing today? Doing great. We just had the world famous Fallout Boy drummer, Andrew Hurley, on the podcast, and um, it was fun. We started out like trying to make sure that we had a topic structured, talked about, you know, his issues with travel and sleep and all of that, and then went on a bit of a rant about an, a topic that's actually really important to me and something we haven't gone further into quite yet because I don't, I don't know what the solution is. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and that's just the, the using technology to your advantage, but not letting it run your, run your life kind yep. of a situation. So that was a fun topic to get into. Um, this is a little bit more of a traditional podcast than, than the other ones being a little bit more information packed. So yeah, much hope, less sciencey, much, much less sciencey. So, um, I would love some feedback on it. Um, hope you guys enjoy Andy. Yes. You're on the misfit project podcast. Thanks for having me. Are you excited? <laughs> I'm very excited. So before we get into this our is topic, my favorite podcast, is it really nice? It's up there. Are you caught up? I am not caught up. How far behind are you? Pretty behind. Let's look. Okay. He's reaching. Looking live. He's reaching into his pocket and not grabbing. I got my flip phone. Yeah. So it'll take five years to load. <laughs> we tried to load the Misfit Athletics. I'm site. on fuel. You're on fuel still. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm way behind. But you got some good out of the other ones. We've I talked got about lots that. Of good. Good. So before we get started, um, I want a, a celebrity endorsement for the Misfit Project. So you right. are the drummer in Fallout Boy, Sect, mm -hmm. and The Damned Things. I love The Damned Things so much. I love that project so much. I don't even know what that is. It's one of my favorites. Enlighten me. It's with Joe. It was during the hiatus. Oh, okay. Uh, Joe, Scott from Anthrax, Scott Ian. Keith Buckley from Every Time I Die. Uh, Rob Caggiano, who's in Anthrax and who's now in Volbeat. Yep. So even if I don't know what all this means, it sounds cool. Yeah, you know some of the people. It's so it's kind good. Kind of Thin Lizzy slash stoner, it's like rock, stoner, metal-ish. It's like fun metal rock. Yeah. It's like dance rock. I wouldn't say I'm that. Check that out. <laughs> and he's like, "Don't call, don't you do it. It's more hard. Ro it's hard over rock. here yeah. on the other side of the table. I'm wearing all black. It says fuck on my knuckles. So, do not call it dance rock. Yeah, please. <laughs> my other um, so, <laughs> real talk. You have been listening to the podcast. You've talked to me about it a little bit. We obviously mm -hmm. interact because I am also not just your friend, but your but CrossFit coach. CrossFit coach as well. Um, what was your expectation before it started, before you actually listened to it, when I was like, hey, check this out, and then after? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I had many Did you really like know what it was know. going to be? I kind of knew, and I know you're a scientifically-minded person right. and would have a lot of information to impart, so I think I expected it to be chock full of stuff. I just, it's really jam-packed every episode. I feel like... I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, a few fitness related podcasts or health fitness health related podcasts. Yep. And most of them, you know, are people kind of babbling on and you kind of just all information. And it's great. 
it's it's sometimes hard for the, even me to, to keep the track of the least amount of information comes when Ted opens his mouth it's and true. I'm like oh god this is boring <laughs> 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 uh, Drew kidding. told me people Jeez. specifically asked me to talk more yeah, yeah I don't believe do. him but he no, says it they do it's real <laughs> you you people know it because you're listening so I think I mean it's cool to have you on the podcast just because it's fun to sit and chat and record it and all that but your lifestyle traveling as much as you do and you guys just follow boy just released an album it's only been a few months correct mm-hmm. yep um and you just finished the first leg is that yeah i guess of the world is that tour accurate? australia yep. new zealand yep um so your like stressors and all the stuff that we talk about on the misfit project all it's the time immense. are amplified yeah. you're like an exaggeration yeah of all of these things because you deal with you know we have we had a travel episode but that could literally be your life for X amount of time. Yeah, it is. Um, so what, before going into like how to fix them, what challenges do you face like regularly? Um, I mean, the biggest challenge is probably on sleep and on diet, but sleep as the thing I love about the podcast is that it, or the whole misfit project is that this is before I answer your question Yeah, is that it is set up in kind of a hierarchy of like, which is something I've told a lot of my friends, like, check it out. It's really helpful because if, if you can do one or two of the things, that will help your life and your fitness and everything so dramatically just doing that rather than doing nothing. And or, a lot of times if you can convince someone to grab one, it might bleed into another yes, and then you can exactly. start to get a little momentum there, yeah. As you make it routine, right? it can expand. Your routines can expand. Anyway... I think the biggest challenge for me is sleep because I'm in so many different time zones. Um, flying takes a lot out of me. Probably hydration is a huge factor in that because does flying I dehydrate you? Is so that, dehydrated when I travel. Is that like we talked about thing? on the yeah. on the travel episode? We just talked about like um, you know. So I got to drink my Fit Aid. There you go. <laughs> We're big on product placement <laughs> here at the Misfit Project. So um, we just talked. I just talked about one of like just an N equals one experiment. Like one of the biggest things that I was able to do for myself when we were traveling was hydration. Like because yeah. I was I would, I would always wake up like you have the like super dry air That's conditioning and you get the like oh, yeah. sore throat and all that and you get it a little bit the like it's really dry on airplanes and all and that. And that's one thing I really got to focus more on because my hydration is coffee which is a diuretic and probably dehydrates you um it's a little it's it's like a it's in its own battle with itself because it is hydrating it's you know it's essentially water yeah mostly water it's mostly water but uh yes it makes you it makes you expelling all of that water pretty instantly right so you could be one of the things that can happen is if you drank a ton of it. <laughs> there, are two, there are two ways. There are two ways to get rid of that. I'm just kidding. Hey, there's nothing off limits here. Okay. You have to be able to talk about poop. We'll probably have a poop episode eventually. Yeah, probably. The poop episode. Um that's one thing I always forget in the run up to travel is hydrating. I get to the airport and I'm like, ooh, I'm thirsty. I gotta go yeah. buy three or four bottles of sparkling water. Before, yeah. yeah. Yep. I'd say sleep is the biggest. I mean, I just find uh, the anxiety, obviously the anxiety. I find the the more traveling I do, the more impacted my sleep is when I'm home. Yeah. The more I feel all the anxieties of being home, which is like bills and 
stuff I have to take care of and right. people I have to see when I'm home for two days. Well, and that puts us back to the hierarchy of <clears throat> we put sleep before that stress management because you're not really equipped to deal with stress management if you don't get not adequate rusty, sleep. Yeah. So it's like, I would never have someone like, oh, well, I don't want to deal with this. Like, yeah, we would step forward and go into the stress management. And I think that's probably one of the ones that you sent me the messages about, you know, kind of that morning routine and yeah. trying to. And like, I found that the morning routine has helped immensely in my sleep. So before the Australia, New Zealand tour, I was on the morning routine of meditating on my app for five minutes or whatever. Um, doing like a primer to get the heart rate spiked, yep. uh, drinking water. I ordered pink Himalayan salt yeah. for Amazon. Like diving head first uh, in. Drinking a glass of that, then doing the primer thing, then drinking another glass like you because I do not get enough water in my day. Yep. So at least I start right. Uh, trying to go outside if it's sunny out and getting some sun. I've done a few nude sessions. Yes. yes. <laughs> Um, huge testosterone booster and it, that. It, yeah and it helped a lot and then this last tour in australia new zealand was stressful and hectic and my lady came out and usually that stuff will go because we're you know focused on the tourism and like right. seeing all this stuff so i've noticed since then and i haven't gotten back into it yet my sleep sucks how do you if we if we go like we go backwards in order. So we sort of jumped forward. If we go pre sleep, what can you do on the road to make sure that you're engaging with the people that you want to be like keeping those like positive relationships and the people that you know, put you in a better mood. Like what forms of communication do you have or is it, you know, bandmate? Like how do you deal with that? I mean, it pretty much is my phone. Yeah. Is most of my relationships. So that's the hard thing for me to put down and kind of get unwinding sooner, which is something that I do need to focus more on because I think the reason, you know, it is the thing of going, you know, having a full day and then spending one minute getting ready for bed and going straight to bed <laughs> right? with this exact window of time and then waking up and having to leave and do stuff and not, making time on either side. Well, how do you, what time, what time do you finish playing? If it's, if the show's late, like what? Uh, well, on the last tour, they were kind of earlier. I think we'd be done about 10, 10 or something. And then when is but then, you got to eat probably. Yeah, and then when eat. is your adrenaline like back down? That's a huge adrenaline yeah. dump. That's like, I, and we were going straight from stage to the van to get back to the hotel. Okay. I so, mean, what's that like? What's it like trying to come back down from that situation and go to bed? Uh, or are you yeah, used it's to tough. It? I mean, I'm usually kind of wired and I'm tired, but I can't sleep because my mind's just racing. Oh, yeah. And yep. I've, I think playing, I'll be especially over there I was tired leading up to playing and then playing I'm just wide awake and right that's kind of my kickstart for the day yeah my training survival mechanism is like yeah and especially yeah. over there I don't get to kind of set the tone for the day and that kind of is setting the tone for the day so when you travel in the United States is it more by bus 
Yeah. Like if you do a it's U.S. tour, bus. it's all by bus. Bus is better. I guess that's a, a big difference is international touring can be a lot more flying. Going to the airport, all the stress around that, mm-hmm. checking in, going through security. Home or U.S. and parts of Europe, depending, will be on a bus. Okay. I can set a routine. I can have time carved out to kind of play and sit in a dressing room and, and unwind and like come down from that and then approach sleep a lot more prepared. Right. And wake up and have a routine because you wake up at the venue. You, I don't have to fly into the next city. Yeah. And you bring you bring equipment, you bring like barbells and yeah, squat uh, racks and all that stuff, right? Yep. With you like pulled along behind the bus? Um, How does that work? It's on um, a lighting rig. So all the stuff, the carts that the lights are on, which hold, you know, tons of weight because lighting equipment's super heavy. So it's like this long metal thing that's bisected by these metal pieces and then you kind of hang the stuff on there. I'll send a picture and you can put it on the, the blog. <laughs> on the blog post? Yeah. Nice. So what's, I mean, what's that I mean, line? That Where do too. you exercise? Do you, you I'll ex- just do it somewhere on the dock. Okay. Usually there's a loading dock with a lot of space. Yeah. Or some area that they usually put aside for me. And are you trying to like, when you go into it, like obviously you have your programming, but what's the like priority? Like if you know you've only got a certain amount of time, like does it, do you feel better when you ride the bike versus squat versus whatever? Mm. Like, what are you trying to accomplish in that? I think I always feel better doing conditioning or Metcon. Yeah. It always kind of spikes me for the day and yeah, but my, my focus will always be trying to get through whatever the strength thing is and a Metcon at least if that's all I do. Right. So, You'll you'll laugh when I start to bring up this next topic. Um, <clears throat> you are and have been, you've been vegan for how long? Mm, almost 20 years. So obviously a big part of the Misfit Project is the fuel portion. Yep. And we cracked some jokes before the podcast started. Yeah. Um, but you, like a lot of, a lot of what we ask people to do is, is, around like vegetables and things of that nature. So you get your fair share, obviously with a lot of the restaurants you go to of that side. Um, the side where I think, you know, I would like to work with you on is the side of the blood testing and then seeing what key nutrients are missing. Yeah. You know, just because a huge part of our evolution was starting to eat meat and mm-hmm. fish and things of that nature. So like, where can you find those sources? And obviously with allegedly, being, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kidding. He's just kidding. <laughs> uh, um, so this is, this is actually the perfect scenario though, for me to explain, like I want to do a vegetarian slash vegan episode All right. and just talk about, you know, if this is the decision you're making, am I supposed to like use this platform to try to convince you otherwise or tell you that you're wrong because you, that just doesn't make any sense to me personally. Yeah. So I would rather be like, okay, it's not, not the most optimal situation, but what would be the most optimal version Way of to that? do it. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I know um, I've dug through a lot of it because my wife is pescatarian. So she mm-hmm. does, it sounds like religion, but it's just fish. Um, yeah. It's fish and eggs. I know what it is. So 
I've looked into a lot of it in terms of, you know, B vitamins and, you know, folate and all these different things. Like where are you going to get them from and is it bioavailable? So, um, I just, I just think it's really important that if somebody believes in something like that for the reasons that certain people do, you know, if you think that it's healthier, then we have to have a different conversation. Yeah. But if it's a lifestyle choice, exactly. It's completely different. So, um, if anybody out there is vegan or vegetarian, we will do a full episode on, you know, where could you get blood testing done and what would yep. you want to look for and blah, blah, blah. I'm sure I'm, we're going to have to read off. I think that's something I re- want to do yeah. soon. I'm I think just we're going to have to read off a serious legal I'm afraid to see all the things. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. I'm afraid to find out all the things that I'm <laughs> that you're lacking in. deficient <laughs> in, all the things but I'm you're a pretty healthy allergic dude. to so maybe. You're a pretty healthy dude. So like you're a pretty healthy dude in terms of like you seem like a happy guy most of the time. Yeah. You're pretty like easygoing. So if there's room to improve. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, well, yeah. If your baseline is already, you know, you feel good, then if you can improve that situation, that's good. So, um, maybe I'm so used to feeling like crap <laughs> that when I finally feel good, it'll be like, I felt like crap. For, like I will grew. make, I felt like then crap I will for make 20 regionals. Ooh. Yes. Watch. Regionals Andy. <laughs> I can't wait. Just kidding. I felt like crap for 20 years. I didn't know. I just knew that I, yeah. I'm, you know, what is really messed up is I spent so much time in the bathroom and there weren't like good smartphones back then. Yeah. And I now mean, you don't even have a good smartphone. Now I don't. Even, yeah. <laughs> but I, maybe that's why I was like, geez, I don't poop as much as I used to. So, yep. you know, that's meditation time need. though. What's that? That's yeah, meditation time. Oh, totally. Toilet time with a smartphone. Toilet time. That's a meditation. <laughs> like you actually open like your meditation app. Oh no. It's just, oh. it's a time it's like that your you, time alone. Could be. you close the door and everything just goes away. But sometimes it becomes a black 15 hole to 75 minutes. Instagram rabbit holes oh, or that's, YouTube. That's like the whole Isn't that That's an anxiety. That's anxiety. I usually. When you feel like sucked in and you can't leave, like I just got to check this one <laughs> more video. I usually switch off everything business related stuff. and I go just like straight entertainment. Yeah. Calm the mind. Although maybe I should try to open my meditation app. I Would it still like, it would just fall out? You might need a squatty potty. I oh. think I need a squatty potty anyway. Those things are awesome. Are they? Those I had one are in Milwaukee. Never really used it though. They're great. I heard vegans don't poop. Is that why you didn't use it? That's not true. Oh, you like Kim Jong-un? <laughs> huh? He doesn't have a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an oh. alien. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So, um, moving on. What, I mean, you're, we, we've talked about the, you know, trying to make, one, I guess the next avenue here would be for me to talk you through some suggestions. Could be like a live coaching session. Okay. Um, I think one of the biggest things that you can do to normalize being on the road when things get more and more weird is to, we always talk about like reverse engineering your home situation. So if there are people like you have go-to people that sort of help set the tone for your mood, you know, someone that you can talk to. So whether it's FaceTime or, you know, some people play, uh, video games, you know, online, I'm just trying to think of like a social way to connect with somebody, you know, via it's gotta be online. There's really no other way. So you're going to be like writing letters, sending those back to get there when you get back. It wouldn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um, so I, I would think that would be a really big part of it. Um, I think I have that. Do you? I, but I do think, one thing about my situation is being surrounded by people at all times. I need 
to not be around anyone. Oh yeah, a lot of this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and I, I think there, I, I understand what you're saying. There's a difference. Like I yeah. do have the people I reach out to to kind of verbally vomit the going ons, right? Yeah, that are stressful or whatever. Yeah, and that's one thing that's really good about our current situation versus our evolution. We didn't really get to pick. Yeah, way back. Whereas now we do. So I understand yeah. what you're saying. Like you have to deal with literally people screaming at you. Yeah. Man, you know that kind of thing so i can imagine that that's i mean that's more stress yeah that's like the opposite of of what i mean on the tourism side do you feel like you get that like outdoor part like sort of that outdoor experience i know that you got i mean on the trip you got to do that recently new zealand Zealand. definitely i think on normal tours no could you not wilderness city (laughs) being outside yeah i mean walking outside yeah. yeah I mean, you're, you're into like going to find the restaurants and coffee, coffee shops, shops yep. and yep. all That's that kind of stuff. Great. Yeah. Being vegan and being into specialty coffee and CrossFit even, can I say that? Functional fitness. <laughs> you can say that you do CrossFit. <laughs> They're not after you. They're not just yet. after us. <laughs> <laughs> CrossFit. It, it kind of gives me reasons to like wander through a city right. for hours. And that could and, be a connection point there too. A, yeah. That's a great anxiety stress reliever big time do you typically when you're in a city and you have like downtime drop into like local gyms or yeah. anything like that yeah do you find that that Pretty helps always. Do you yeah totally like regulate I mean, that's your... a great community to kind of link into and be able to big time talk about things and feel normal that yeah. it's i guess that the whole general idea of walking around and doing all that stuff is gives kind of an insane situation it injects normalcy into it. Right. Like I get to be a normal person and find a coffee shop and maybe you're into that. You're into that at home. I mean, you would go downtown and do kind of a similar thing, right? Well, I think at home I try to lock myself at home because it's the one thing I don't get. Right. And I mean, being at home is a whole nother stress where you lately in the last year and a half, you opened a business. Yeah, well, that, that's a whole nother stress. <laughs> but I'm home usually for two, three days at a time. I think the longest I've been home in the last year and a half, two years is maybe four or five days. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. And some of that's self-imposed coming here. Uh, sect shows. Yep. Um, you know, different certs and camps I've gone to. So, so your normalcy is... Travel. Not yeah. a typical. My normalcy <laughs> is travel. Yeah. So because then there's can, the whole aspect of getting home for any actual period of time, which hasn't happened for a while. And then I go through the institutionalization of like all the anxiety and stress and depression that comes from not having a year schedule in front of me. Right. Not having anything planned for me and then I'm lost and listless and don't know what to do, which is like an exact opposite. Yeah. Wow. I never thought about it that way. So you could literally be like, you could have an album set up and you know, you're recording and then it's, you know, press stuff and then it's a tour and then you do all this stuff and it's been a crazy, I mean, what that, that can take up to two years. Yeah. Record cycles are a year and a half, two years. And then like crickets, yeah. like what now? And then what? Wow. I can't imagine what that would be like. 
like in any way, shape or form. Because yeah. for me, like what throws me off is not being in the routine here. Like, okay, you get up. You well, do I think, I, I think that's the, what it is, is being in the routine of chaos and knowing things could come up at any time and being like comfortable with that and used to that and then having nothing. Right. What do you do with yourself? Same, same problem. You have to get into another routine, which is hard to get into because I spend so much time resisting routines because I can't have them. Besides tour routine, which is, you know, I go in psychologically knowing this will last a month, a month and a half, two months. Right. And then off to the next thing. Like getting into a routine at home can be scary and difficult because I know I leave it at some point. So I think maybe my uh, my feeling is that I should resist. My, my subconscious feeling is to resist that. Right. But you could have like there would be a way for you to take these tiny little pieces and bring oh, them absolutely, with you yeah. wherever you go. Like we were in Iceland however long ago and you pulled out the like AeroPress and the scale and that whole thing. And that like, that's part of the routine. That's yeah. part of the routine. Like there's, there's so many people like here and here at our point. gym, they're like, you know, what do I got to do to get into coffee? And the second you start mentioning the stuff that I love about the process, they're like, it's too much. You want me to do what? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like you get up in the morning, you take your time. Like I, I'm sticking my face in the bag, like smelling oh, it, yeah. like just doing that whole thing. Like once you get into it, it's awesome. I think it's important to have th- hobbies or what have you, things like that that kind of force time, force you to put time into it. Absolutely. To slow down, especially in the world today, to slow down and you're forced to spend as much time as it takes because then, you know, you have that moment of mindfulness and everything else is tuned out and you're just focused on this. Absolutely. And the, the calming aspect of that. Well, as a society, like how do you get back to center? Like, I totally understand why people... Do you believe will. in society's lies? <laughs> oh, God. This isn't a political <laughs> podcast, kid, Andy. Andrew. Um, That's uh, no, but how do you get? Show. How do you get back to center? Because I understand why people were bored back in the day. I mean, come on. Like, it was... Were they bored? Yeah, they were. I don't think there's when? enough boredom now, though. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. So, so when we were went, they bored? We went from... So, so I'm very in tune with rural... Yeah. America, rural Maine, which is still, you know, exists. And up there, they were very bored for a very long time. And now I can tell that they literally are trying to get back to that. Like when we go up there, people want to go out to the lake. They want to go out to the little like cabin that's got hardly anything in it. No cell service, all that stuff. So that thing that I've read some things about was boring to them for the longest yeah. time now it's like how do you get back we need to, to center get back there yeah. i've read some things about that that we should be comfortable with being bored but that we, people are too they need they feel they're forcing themselves to need things at all times yeah well that and boredom we need kind of to be bored at that, sometimes a boredom kind of breeds creativity yes and ingenuity the loss of creativity through the loss of having time to, to be bored right. yeah time you for your th- mind how are you gonna think of it yeah. Yeah. I mean, I grew up camping and fishing and canoeing. Like 
my family would go on week-long canoe trips and it i mean we didn't have cell phones and now i find even when i go up to my camp if i'm there for a day or two there's no cell service i have anxiety about what's going on in the internet world on my phone yeah, that i can't access that there's there's definitely like a grace period there because you know, you've, you're in my remote coaching group, you know, that a couple of times a year, I'm like, Hey guys, um, pretty good chance that you're not going to find yeah, me hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I find that even with me, someone who is very, I'm very conscious of the fact that, that likes and notifications and all that stuff is a dopamine response. And then the colors, my brain is obsessed with the colors. Um, and I still, Which is why maybe you could have tried black and white screen first. My brother does that. Okay. My brother said he uses his phone way less now. He to just turn his eyes. I read a, yep. a few things about yep. that. Anyway, um, for me, it was is that actually an accessibility feature. Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. You can turn your phone black and white. It's really weird looking. It, it literally instantly. A you're like, of, oh, like, this is boring. Silicon Valley <laughs> tech people do I that. I actually can't do that because of, because of photos gonna... and video color yeah, correction. Right. And, you can. Yeah. yeah. But, um, sorry. Where was I? I don't, I don't remember. Oh, I so, so I still have that. I think one of the reasons why I try to remove myself from it is because I see so clearly how instantaneously I get addicted to it. Yeah. Like me too. I'm, I, I'm completely against it and addicted to it simultaneously. It, it pulls me in so incredibly easily. And then it's like, there's still that grace period. It takes me like probably the third day. I don't notice that I'm not using it anymore. But those first few days, it's like I have to run things. back to the room and like connect to Wi-Fi and like when I I remember going to Madrid and Barcelona earlier on in touring, when I didn't have service in places because it just was thousands of dollars, right? So I would turn off and I remember one day walking through Madrid specifically for like sixteen hours that day. And it was the greatest day ever. I didn't have a phone. I didn't have GPS. You know, like I vacation just, from life. I, I d- well, I did have a phone and I did have GPS, but I'd like GPS out and kind of write down directions to a yep. v- vegan place. I'd go there, hopefully get on Wi-Fi so I could figure out my way somewhere else. And then I'd find a coffee shop and then I'd be offline. So, you know, I'd be online for, um, you know, two, three minutes at most. And I spent 16 hours or whatever away from that and it felt amazing it's liberating it was amazing yeah and I, then on the reverse i can be on in a youtube instagram rabbit hole <laughs> and all of a sudden i look and three hours have gone by easily yeah easily three hours yeah I, I mean i just had that same experience recently jen my wife and i just our honeymoon was in barcelona and i mean those those beautiful city oh my god it's amazing those spanish cities like are ancient so they're small yeah. So you walk everywhere, everything's super accessible, but like it was the two of us walking around all day, grab a drink here, grab some food here, grab some more food there, grab some more food there, grab another drink there, grab some more food. But it yeah. was like, you didn't really have time to even think about your yeah. phone or needing it or anything like that. But I have one other thing I wanted to say. Say it. Which is not being able to be bored is the reason I know for me personally, the reason I can't sleep usually is because my mind races at night. The reason it races is because I don't have time during the day for it to do the things that it does at night that it needs to do. Right. Like if I could spend, you know, an hour journaling or something before I go to bed, I don't know if you mentioned that. Oh yeah. Yes. And you kind of, oh, you did because you talked about don't bother someone with your, 
your problems because that will affect their psychology. Yeah. That's something you said, right? Yeah. And I think that's really important to have that kind of time built in to unload, download your shit for the day somehow so you can your mind's not racing and thinking about those things. Yeah. As yeah. They, they did a study where, where people put uh, note cards next to their bed and they wrote 10 things down. Yeah. And they were like, it can be a to-do list for the next day. It can be something that you didn't do this day. It can be whatever. And they said, there's just this like literal connection between taking these things out of your head, placing them somewhere else, knowing that it's going to be okay because you're not going to forget them. You're not going to lay there and be like, yeah. man, I'm going to forget that thing tomorrow. Like, and people, that's what it is. People slept better. I know for me, that's the reason I can't sleep is my mind's yeah. racing. So that's, an, I mean, that's another thing. It'd be really easy for you to, I mean, those field note books are awesome. Yeah. They fit right in your pocket. Super easy to use. Um, so I'm a Moleskine. Moleskine? Moleskine. Yeah. Do they have a, I'm do a they have a pocket? Guy. They have a pocket. They have, yeah, a, they have pocket. some pocket size ones. Yeah. 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 It's like, I have Maybe a big like a one I take size, on roughly, tour. Or something like that. Yeah, they're only like 75, was, 80 bucks. I was so. trying to write every day, and that's, again, when I'm on a routine on tour and on the bus every day with, you know, time. I know where my time breaks are. Right. My, my personal times, I do it. When I'm flying every day, not so much. So how do you set yourself up moving forward? How do you set yourself up to continue to do these things? Like, do you have to make sure that your backpack is like, like centered around these concepts, like your yeah, travel probably. bag, that kind I, of I thing? I mean, I, I think that is something I have done is simplify I, my tour kit. Mm-hmm. I have, I mean, I used to check a, a big bag and take a backpack with electronics and you know, a duffel bag with other stuff. Then I whittled it down to a backpack with electronics and whatever and a duffel bag. And now I just have one bag. GORUCK makes a GR3, which is like a the biggest... Is it a um, backpack or a duffel? Carry-on. It's a backpack. The biggest carry-on size you can make. Yeah. And I've condensed everything. So like that. your clothing's in there as so well? everything I take on tours in that one bag. Damn. And I think that... Stuff like that. Like when I'm home, the thing I do for psychological uh, zen is clear out clutter. Like I... I, That's huge. Yeah, that's huge. It's huge. I I have so much shit, obviously. I come home... Man, I come home and it's like Christmas. The amount of boxes (laughs) I have. (laughs) It just kind of escapes me how much I'm ordering or whatever... (laughs) As I mean, I'm people on tour. send you stuff too. I mean, this. and getting sent stuff. You know, all the misfit pack uh, athletics, sharpen the axe packages straight yeah. to the garbage. Oh, uh, <laughs> the packaging. <laughs> the packaging kidding. goes straight Just to the garbage. The packaging. Uh, but yeah, like so. Every three months, every six months, every year, I try to get rid of as much crap as I can, and to simplify as much as I can. So I think. Definitely touring, that's one thing to do, simplify. Yeah. Like I, I go in the other dudes' rooms in my band and their bag explodes the minute they enter a room and there's clothes all over. Like I can't imagine the the psychological st- anxiety and stress that that causes. Like I have to have things The story though of like way. how it gets whittled down, I feel like is everyone. 
Cause like we're one of our good friends, Jesse has travels a ton for work. And the first time he showed up for one of their business trips with like 47 bags, all of the, his colleagues were like, look at the real rookie, look yeah. at the rookie, like look at the new guy. And he said, it just takes time yeah, you to really out understand what you like you what you need. need. And you've got like the guys like Tim Ferriss who have that underwear that you can wash like in the sink, like the, yeah, yeah. I'm not on that level. I can say, uh, one great thing about, technology and the miniaturization of everything is I used to tour with a huge suitcase with 10% clothes and 90% books and stuff. Oh dude. Whoa. The like first 10 misfit camps. And I had I'd the never craziest read any amount of, of books. <laughs> but I had to take all of them. <laughs> yeah. So the iPad really helped. And that new, do you, you have the pro, don't you? Yeah. That new keyboard is really it's good. Great. Like, for me, the only thing that's frustrating is Google Sheets is still terrible on the iPad. Yeah. Um, and we use that a lot. Yeah. First world problems. That's, yeah, but, that but is. being able to take that is a, like a game changer. Yeah. Like a huge it game is. changer. And with all like the cloud storage now, you know, you can do a bunch of media stuff right on there. You know, the apps are pretty good. And that's, I mean, that's, that's where I was going earlier is like that balance. Like, how do we get there? Like, we, things were a little, maybe a little simpler than, you know, we improved quality of life, but where, where did it go too far? Yeah. And how do people like bring it back in? Yeah. Like use the technology for, you know, having, being able to, instead of carry a laptop everywhere, being able to have an iPad is nice. Yeah. It's, it makes things easier, but staring at your iPad when you should be doing X, Y, or Z is, you know, obviously a problem. So you have to have these like weird little things in place to make sure you're going there. And I'm not sure that we have the machinery to like shut it off. Yeah. To say no, unless you literally like, I know that there are apps out there. I've never used any of them, but there are apps that will like shut your phone off for you. Like it's like, you can't use your phone anymore, but then I don't know how it works if you need to. Like what's, yeah, di- what's the difference be... between that and throwing your phone in your backpack and leaving it somewhere? I don't really know the answer. Um, Self-control and conditioning. Oof. Yeah. I think that's the main thing. I mean, you yeah. asked, uh, can I pack to kind of bring a focus to these things that I need to do? I think self-discipline and is pretty much what I have to do. Yeah. I think I'm usually good in scenarios where I'm on the bus. But in scenarios like Australia or fly fly everyday tours, I just have to make the time. And I usually do. I mean, the jet lag in Australia was, I didn't experience any at all. And I think that is because the flight worked out to be able to sleep a full nine hours and then get there in the morning. So I had a full day to stay awake. Right. But coming home, it's been really bad and i think it usually is worse coming back it's tough traveling east yeah oh it just always feels tougher traveling it east. does like it's when we so head out hard. when we head out to the west coast you get there no problem you get home it's like you got hit by a yeah, truck totally yeah and i think it's just i mean it has been hard because it's been so busy since being home from there from new zealand and that was such a great relaxing time to have yeah and then it's been, you know, getting ready for, you know, the sex shows, then here in DC, going straight to Europe. I come back, go straight to Raleigh for more sex shows, and then I get home. 
And then I have like a few days and I'm back to Japan and China. Wow, man. So the, the end. So some of it I think is unavoidable and I just have to deal with it and some of it. But I think an important thing for me would be to keep the morning routine. Yeah. As like an anchor point. Well, you just, you seemed so, when you were sending me the messages about it, you seemed oh, like was, ecstatic about it. Was it was great. Like you would make, you made a breakthrough. But I had been home for a little longer than normal. Right. And the the travel would be to California, to LA. Mm-hmm. So it's easy. It's easy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like driving to work. It's not really a thing. Do you, so I, mean, I was able to keep up with that. You might have to condense the morning routine, but you could still Do give it. yourself enough remnants of it. I mean, chugging water and doing some burpees in a hotel room is as easy as it nothing. gets. Yeah. Right. I Do think you, that's the thing. Maybe having a few different options for time levels. Do yeah. I have 15 minutes? Do this. 30 minutes? Do this. An hour? Do this. Yeah. My, my like boom, boom, boom is water, push-ups, cold shower, coffee. That's my like, and, and I keep the daily stoic in my kitchen. And that's, I read one passage out of, to my dogs. I read it out loud. So it feels like. <laughs> they're captivated. And I'm every like, morning. I'm, and I'm waiting. like looking at them. I'm like, I know you're, you're crazy. Fucking take <laughs> this in you piece of shit. Yeah. So like I've, I've got my super condensed one, but I have to feel like even if, if, if I was like, oh crap, I'm late for something. I would still give myself the illusion that I'm controlling my morning just yeah. in the tiniest some way. kind of yeah. illusion yeah. You, i mean you talked about finishing up playing a show and then you know either getting in a van to go back to the hotel or getting on the bus do you have or have you ever considered doing like some blue blocker glasses and maybe pop a magnesium on your way back to the hotel or on your That's, way to bed that would be to a good idea take it down a notch because i i think the normal the normal cool down for me is i just plop in a chair in the backstage dressing room Mm -hmm. and sit there for a half an hour and don't do anything. So when we go, when we do runners, they're called where you, we pack our stuff up before we go to stage and then all our stuff will be put in the van and we go straight to the van. That's really stressful because you're running to the thing and you're trying to beat traffic, which is the reason we do it. So we don't get stuck at the venue forever because we fly the next day. So we have to get the hotel so we can, right have time to sleep and it's just stressful and then you're on the way there and then you're you have to wait we have to wait for our food to get to the hotel and i just for me i think something like that would be a good idea for me i mean i have two versions on my blue blockers i have my office blue blockers which are they just look like regular glasses but they still block blue light and then i have my nighttime ones that are like super dark but for like you when you're doing all that shit after the show even some of the clear ones is going to cut down on that blue yeah, light. I mean, it'd be something. It's hugely and helpful. Plus, you're me. a rock star. You could wear the orange ones. That's and true. People will be like, "Whoa, are we supposed to wear orange glasses now?" Have you played the Blue Blockers '80s theme song? I don't think so. I don't maybe, know if I've even heard of it. Maybe do that right now. Okay. Is it going to get like us kicked off? Blocker, Wait, we're not blocker. on YouTube. <laughs> I don't know. Can't kick us off YouTube. YouTube, we're not on you. Yeah. Screw you. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that the 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 sleep routine and the morning routine are like. They go so well together too. Yeah. Like, see, what is that? The original, the original Blue Blockers infomercial, like the theme do they, song. Do they still sell those? It's not. I don't is know. it like Uvex? 
If not, oh, they got that clip on too. Time that like get Tom it. Selleck. Time to try to uh, what's it called? Uh, make an acquisition. Damn. Sharpen the axe. <laughs> Blue blocker acquisition. Sometimes I forget how much older you are. <laughs> All right, and it was great talking to you guys. <laughs> oh, nah, boy. That's great. Yeah, I know. The blue block. Sometimes song. I forget, too. How old are you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Never ask a lady her age, Drew. So the moral of the story here is you can do your morning routine, some version of it. Yeah. You can get that going. The evening routine would be huge, even if it was, you know, like blue blockers and then like fiction reading or fiction TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's typically what you go for anyways, right? Like you, you're into yeah. comics yep. and things of that nature. So yeah. that could help. That's some pretty like cheap fun kind of a thing. And that's the mindset that you're looking to get yourself back into. Yeah. The, the thing that I wanted to mention about the sleep was for me, now that I know, you know, from a scientific standpoint, you can't get sleep back that you didn't have. I'm more inclined to when I come east to set an early alarm, even though I really don't want to, because we always take that flight from Atlanta at whatever nine o'clock. Get home at midnight. Get home and you know, you know, landing at eleven. You know, maybe in bed. You know, twelve thirty. I'll still set an early alarm and purposefully exhaust myself for the next day. Have the morning routine where I'm like, if you go outside and you're telling your body, okay, we're resetting our circadian rhythm, then melatonin and you know the the blue blockers at night i can get back into it a lot easier but i have to have that first like exhaustion day yep. and i yep. have to convince myself to get out of bed each morning which is the hard thing to which do which is the hardest travel yeah it's really hard but knowing that if i want more sleep i can just go to bed earlier like that's one thing that's that's nice about as you get older like you can just be like i mean you know you just shift yeah. your day a little bit and something i've been doing more yeah you kind of let go of that like late night thing especially once you let go of the having that like beaming light in your face late at night you know you're not as motivated to do it anymore i'm not as motivated personally if i have my blue blockers on to keep like a netflix binge going i just tire out and i just don't really care that much anymore whereas when i was younger it was like you know like a little kid with an ipad yeah glued in it's 3 a.m especially with an ipad or a phone because you have it like three inches from your face yeah yeah. Super sensory overload. Yeah. So going west, I mean, that one's always easy because you're just tired anyways. Traveling makes you tired. So going mm-hmm. to bed, going to bed, you know, you go to bed late and you're tired. It's fine. You know, you sleep and maybe you have, you know, you wake up a little bit more, but that's better than not sleeping at all. So then coming east, it's just for me, it's always about tire yourself out on purpose. Like you don't want to exercise that day, still exercise. Yes. Make sure you get up. That's early. one thing I always try to do. Yeah, I that's, landed a, that's in such a Australia huge and I find a gym and work out. Yeah. What because do you I do? I know it's going to reset me. What do you do if it's like hotel gym? That's where I fail. You don't go? I get lazy. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if, if like, if you land somewhere and you don't have a CrossFit gym to go to, you won't work out at all? Usually, yeah. Yeah. This is the case. You do a little death by burpees in the hotel room? I know. There's so much I can do. <laughs> I don't like doing burpees in hotel rooms. I don't of, either. Because of the I carpet? Yeah. Yes. That's my go-to when I travel, like especially if it's a vacation versus work. I'll make, my suit, make myself do death by burpees 
in the morning yeah, sucks. and it's just like well i mean even if you but don't yeah. try it gets you going yeah, it only takes totally. Drew like 10 minutes so yeah. well it yeah, depends on what minute i start on because <laughs> yeah. if you really start with the one then you can make it really far but if you start at like five yeah. you're in deep trouble soon and it's got a built-in warm-up in it you yeah. do one burpee yeah. then you do two burpees then you do three burpees sucks. You like got the TV on and you like sit on the bed for most of the first half of the workout, but it works. Cold yeah. shower, then head on to the, do you do any of the no. cold therapy stuff? No, I have not yet. It's I'll hard it. to get I'll into, but then it's so easy. It really is. Like, what do you, where does it hit? What do you mean? Where does the water hit? Well, um, you're once fully you, immersed. once, once you catch up, not if you're in the shower, you're once you immersed. catch up to the, um, cold episode of the misfit project episode, I'll know everything. 15 was our last episode, 15 or 16, 15 was the cold episode. episode 14. This is episode 16. Hot. Um, we talk about how one of the biggest benefits is adding this layer of something called brown adipose tissue. It's this fat layer that I will actually burn the white fat. Um, and really good for mitochondria, which is good for exercise, all that stuff. But um, a lot of it's located in the neck and upper chest and then upper back and like traps area. So if you're doing localized like cold shower versus cryotherapy or cold immersion, that would be where to do it. Hypothetically, you would want to do that area. That's typically what I do in a cold shower. I'll point it on my back until it's uncomfortable, then turn, point it on my chest until it's uncomfortable, turn on my back, just kind of back and forth until I'm done. Like when I first started, it was cold tub and it was ice and that was really bad. Yeah. But that was back when I, I thought that. I was supposed to do it like right after the workout. I was a little confused about, you know, I want to get better. So I'm just going to do everything whenever, mm -hmm. however, yep. um, before I really I've dug into that. the what. And then um, with the shower, it was just like, because there's almost like you almost get psyched out by the people recommending it because they're like, first time, just man up and go for five seconds <laughs> and you turn it cold. And you're like, ah, you know, five well, seconds. I have done contrast showers. Like there's that whole thing. But now because I just, because I've done, you know, essentially all scenarios, if I just took a regular hot shower and then turned it cold, I could stand there for a really long time. I don't feel anything. It doesn't yeah. bother me at all. Like you, it's really odd because there's the skin sensation, but then there's your reaction to it. Like mm -hmm. I'm freezing. This is too cold. I can't breathe, whatever it is. And a lot of that has to do with your veins. Once your once your circulatory system gets used to it, you don't get that anymore. So you literally, you're like, yes, I know this is a cold sensation, but you don't do anything because of it. You just are like, this is cold. Yeah. And it's completely different. And it doesn't take that long to get there. But that first, oof, that first yeah. cold shower, is that's rough. something real special. Yeah. I think people just need to rip the bandaid off. Like, yeah, I agree. I've done, I have done contrast showers. You like it? Yeah. I love it in the I just, morning. It's like, I, I need that. I, I would always do it at night. So one thing to be careful of when you're doing any nighttime stuff like that is just like really chugging on the, the, um, sympathetic nervous system, mm -hmm. like getting yourself too too up because yeah. getting the core temperature down is great. And we talk about that in, I don't know how many episodes, three or yeah, four, yeah. but getting the core temperature down is really important. But core temperature down could be done through like, I don't know, like a 50 to 60 degree shower as opposed to like yeah, freezing. seeing how cold yeah. you can get it. So, yeah, man, we covered so much stuff. We did. That was quite the episode. 
I think the take home in this episode, you know, we got in, you know, we got into some specifics at the beginning, but that whole conversation about getting back to like center in terms of, you know, using technology for what it's for, but not getting glued into it. That's, that's I think a, so too. Yeah. That's a tricky conversation right there. It is. It's an important one. It's a complex. It is. Multifaceted. Yep. Conversation. Well, but I think everyone kind of has to do their own checks and balances on where it needs to sit in their life. Right. I think I'm going to try to find time each day to force myself to be bored. Yeah. Even if it's 15, 30 minutes and not in like a meditation way, but like actually force myself to be bored. Right. Yeah. That's a skill that I've had for a very long time. I'm like a thinker, like got a lot more going in, going on on the inside than I like, (laughs) you know, put out there. You know, obviously the people listening to this podcast are like, what the hell are you talking about? You You never shut up. (laughs) What are you talking about? Every time I listen to you, you're always talking, (laughs) but that's something that I've always been good at. I've all, I always find time. That's why I spend so much damn time in the shower. Yeah. And there's no joke involved with, you know, spending too much time in the shower. (laughs) I'm not 13 years old. (laughs) Um, I just literally like go in there, you know, soap, that whole thing. And then I just sit down. I just sit down and think for, I mean, if it doesn't go cold, before I switch it to cold on purpose, you know, I could be in there for 30 minutes and I'm just thinking, yeah. And you get that, you know, reverse osmosis thing going on and the, it's a little bit different in the shower because of the water. Like I I have to find that time. I'm a nutcase. I'm a nutcase. If I don't, I I try on drives on tour when we're headed somewhere or another, I try to sit without grabbing my phone as long as I can. It's so hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to know how long you've gone without looking at your phone? At the trees and <laughs> okay. yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a way to do it. I just, I don't know how to do it yet personally, because I know that, you know, I have to be on a certain amount of time for work. That's just the way it is. It's the nature of, you know, the world yeah. now, almost yeah, every business. I mean, there's not really any other way to, to do that. Even if it's just the fact that, you know, being good at business, you have to be like, you've be communicating yeah. and that's how you communicate and talking on the phone sucks. Oh yeah. I hate it. It's so impersonal. Like it has this weird feel to it. I feel like texting is more personal. I do too. Actually the phone in a, bothers me in a weird me. way. Yeah. The phone really bothers me. I like FaceTime. I'm into FaceTime. I like, like being able to add that element back in. Yeah. But well, we've rambled a lot. All right. Yeah, I think it's time to wrap it up. But it was a good it was a good conversation. Thank you for joining us and when you're back on the podcast, we're going to reevaluate your routine and talk right. more about um, the droids and the drones. We'll take yep. a look at your blood results too cuz yes. by then you'll have them, All right? right? I'll do that. Yep. Where can people find you, Andy? Where do you want know. them to go seek you out? At HurleyXVX on any... What's your home address? <laughs> on any on of the, the social of networks. The That's HurleyXVX. Yep. The XVX H-U-R-L-E-Y is X-V-X. what? XVX. Vegan Straight Edge. All right. It's also the name of your gym. Yeah, yeah? that's true. CrossFit XVX. Mm-hmm. It's dope. All right, Andy. Thanks right, for joining thank us. You. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. All right, ladies and gents, that was Andrew Hurley, episode 16 of The Misfit Project. Hope you enjoyed. You can find the accompanying blog post to see where you can find Andy and any photos or links that we talked about in the episode (laughs) um, at themisfit.project on Instagram, um, five-star reviews on iTunes, all that good stuff, all the usual stuff. Hope you guys enjoyed the conversational format of this. Um, Any feedback, Instagram, 
you know, comments on the site, anything like that. Let us know what you thought and we will see you next time. Later. <laughs>